This is Saturday, March 26th. Now, through the years, I've heard popular Christian idea that our emotions are not good. We cannot trust them. We should not be led by them. They are always to be suspect, sorted out, and then avoided. They will not help us. Yet in Scripture, we often see emotional motivation as helpful and good. Here's a passage you may be familiar with from the parable often called the prodigal son. Luke chapter 15, verse 20 to 24. So he, that's the younger brother, got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Now, this is the place you call the turn in this painful but beautiful story. It's about the tearing apart of a family, but even more about the inexhaustible love of the father. When the younger son finally returns home, he's far in the distance when the father sees him coming. He has he not been watching day after day and praying for this moment when this will happen? Of course he has. And at the first glimpse, this father does, does seem something does something that a Middle Eastern father would never do. He runs. Awkward with his robes and looking like he might have a heart attack, he closes the distance between, between him and his son as quickly as he can. And you notice what moved him? It says he was filled with compassion. That's a word we've seen a lot of this week as we've been looking at Jesus. But we need to take a step back to understand what is happening. That word emotion comes from the Latin word movare, meaning to move. Yes, this is why we say moved with emotion. (laughs) And that's really like saying he was moved with movement. You see, our emotions are our motivations. They result from the heart connection of information and desires, what we want. And so the father sees the son in the distance and he loves his son. He feels compassion and he literally moves. He runs. And this is the way our emotions are meant to work. They are meant to move us to act. Or you could say, to move us to move. Now we need to push a little deeper. What happens to our feelings when they come and we do not act on them? I think we all know the answer to that. We have good intentions of losing weight. We feel this is the right thing to do and it needs to be done. And we may even think about starting a diet. But if our feelings don't create real movement, real actions, well, what does it matter? Yes, Jesus might have compassion for people and be sad about their dreadful condition, But what if he did nothing? Then so what? You see, our emotions are meant to move us, to get us running or serving 
or encouraging or giving or supporting. They're meant to serve us, to motivate us. And that word motivate, well, it's another word that has the same Latin root, to move. This means learning about Jesus' heart and his emotional life matters because his actions flow from his heart, and so do yours and mine. How does this work? Our emotions arise from our desires and our loves, and these emotions are meant to get turned into action. I see it so clearly in the miracle Jesus performs. This is Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him, and a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. And immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Don't you love this story? The man that knelt before Jesus understood the way it works. He knew that Jesus could heal him, but he knew that Jesus needed the desire to do this healing. Jesus needed to desire him to be well. And of course, Jesus did. How did this man know this? Well, I believe he could see Jesus' heart. Jesus was often moved to compassion. And yes, this means that Jesus has loved you and he has acted. He's done something. He's gone to the cross and he intercedes for us from his heart. Because he is moved with love to do so, he's not under compulsion, but Jesus is willing Now, of course, there are more implications to this than we have time to look at today, but I want us to start with Jesus. You see, I believe that Jesus tells us the story of the prodigal son because we often get God wrong. We have wired into our thoughts that God is, he's all business. He works with sin ledgers counting and recounting what we do wrong. And if we believe this, we have God wrong. God is the father. He is moved with compassion who runs to meet us when we turn toward home. Now, the story is about, the story is not about the prodigal son, but it's about the loving father, the father that is moved by his compassion for the child that he loves. Let's pray. Loving God, we struggle so much with our sin that we struggle to see your love. Thank you that the love of Jesus covers a multitude of sins. We think the tide of our sin will sweep us away, but we instead find the cleansing tide of your love washing our sins away. Help us to rest in this truth today and and to turn our emotions into motions, into actions that respond and act based on your grace. We pray in your name. Amen.